It's the Adam Ritz Show, a social awareness talk show touching on fellowship, leadership, philanthropy, and more. Adam hosts the show on location from coast to coast, interviewing college students, student athletes, campus administrators, professional athletes, and social experts about social issues ranging from bullying to Twitter and everything in between. And now, it's your social awareness radio host, Adam Ritz. I'm Adam Ritz. Today in Dallas, Texas, we're on the campus of Southern Methodist University, and we are broadcasting in front of this live studio audience. All right. Pony up. That's some Mustang love. Pony up with SMU, and we are here with our special guest, Justin Lawler. Hi, Justin. How are you? I'm great. How are you? We're uh, fantastic. We travel the country to bring some positive stories to light for our audience about the community service projects going on on college campuses. You're with the SMU football team, uh, 6 230. Did I get that right? 260. 260? Yeah. Holy cow. So D-line, tight end, what do we got? Yes, sir, D-line. D-line, all right. So 260, you still, the frame, I thought you were 230, so you could weigh 340, 350? Uh, no, not quite. I'm, <laughs> I'm slow enough, so I don't, need, <laughs> I don't need any more weight added to my frame. Okay, so uh, we could talk football for days and X's and O's, but I like to talk about what you guys do off the field with community service. Uh, what do you guys do to make the planet better? Uh, well, last last semester after the football season, we do we're unfortunate to make a bowl game. So um, we thought it'd be a great. Or Coach Morris actually brought up the idea of um, half the team go to the hospital, um, the children's hospital here in Dallas, and then um, about 20, 30 other guys uh, went and did to South Dallas to Habitat for Humanity. Um, so those were two really recent events that we did. Um, that was really good, just to just to give back to the community. Were those projects at the same time? Um, in the same week. Same week. Yes. So, I, I mean, if it were up to me, I'd rather go to the hospital just because I'm lazy. I don't want to build a house. Were guys fighting on which side of the fence to be on? Did, um, were there guys fighting to get out of the – because I'm guessing Habitat for Humanity is hard, hard work. Going to the hospital, you know, you can walk around and, and be a hero while kids love that a guy with 20-inch neck is walking in to say hi to him. No, it didn't necessarily work out like that. But uh, What'd you do, build a house or go uh, to the hospital? I went to Habitat for Humanity. Okay, I'm proud of you yeah. for working hard. <laughs> yeah, last semester we, went, we all went to the hospital, and, um, and I've never had the opportunity to go to Habitat for Humanity, so I thought it was a great opportunity um, to wake up on a Saturday morning and just go help out. Okay, well, before I let you go, let's talk about Habitat for Humanity. What did you do? What was that day like? Was it a day or several days? It was uh, half a day. We showed up at about 8 and almost immediately went to work and then came back, I believe, about 12 to 1 o'clock. Um, so it was a half a day, and myself personally and four other guys we were on top of the roof, you know, building a roof, and then they had two, two different houses, and we kind of split up. Half the guys went to one house, and the other guys went to the other house. And, and with, they had guys everywhere, man. They were just... We were everywhere, you know, building the walls, the roof, the inside, you know, electrical and stuff like that. It was a, it was a real good time. Did Coach Morris know you guys were risking your life on a roof? <laughs> well, he was there. He was on the roof. Uh, <laughs> Coach Coach Morris was working just like we were. So, and okay. then um, a lot of the coaches staff, Coach Tegal, Coach Ross, and um, and Coach True was there, and of just the coaches off the top of my head. And so they they enjoyed it too, and. They love to give back just, just as much as we do. Well, I'm telling you, we love these stories of uh, college students and student athletes giving back to their community. Uh, it helps uh, our listeners, even me, want to get up off our couch and help out our own communities. So everybody at SMU, let's have one more round of applause for Justin Lawler. 
and the Southern Methodist University Mustangs. Thank you so much for hosting the Adam Red Show. Fellowship, leadership, and philanthropy. Conversations and interviews from all over America. It's the Adam Ritz Show. The show continues in Clemson, South Carolina, from the campus of Clemson University. I'm here with the IFC president. This is Austin McCadden. Hi, Austin. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm uh, pretty happy to be uh, in this beautiful part of the country. Uh, before we get to some cool stuff with what the IFC is doing to help planet Earth be a better place, um, what's your favorite part of Clemson? Uh, Clemson's awesome. I think it's really difficult to explain to uh, people who aren't here, but the Clemson family is incredible. The sense of uh, belonging that you have once you come to this university is amazing, and you really won't forget it. And then, of course, you can't pass up on the football. Uh, some of the best in the country, and tailgating is awesome. So uh, it's got to be it. <laughs> is, uh, is Halloween a big deal here? Because I, uh, my kids and I love Halloween, and we've always noticed um, – that as far as colleges go, the, Clemson is the best college as far as Halloween colors with the, with the dark orange and the, and the purple. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is Halloween all the way. If you just had a little green stripe in there, it would be oh, the Halloween cool. University. But I got to imagine the Halloween uh, festivities are pretty, pretty big time with all the purple and orange around this campus. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> the, the events going on for Halloween time, uh, a lot of parties going on. It's, it's always a fun, exciting time to be around. But in all honesty, I think some colleges do it bigger. Some colleges have it a week-long event, and uh, I've, I've yet to see a whole week-long uh, spiel go on here. So I'm kind of surprised it hasn't yet, but <laughs> probably a good thing from the ISC's perspective. Well, before I leave campus, I'm getting a sweatshirt or something so that I can wear it during Halloween when I get back home. I love the purple and I love the orange. So we continue on with Austin McCadden, the uh, president of IFC. That's the Interfraternity Council. How many fraternities here on campus? Uh, there's 19. 19. And so you're kind of the grand poobah, and you make sure that uh, – um, there's new member education, there's some philanthropies. Uh, it's not just about having those kind of Halloween parties, it's about making um, a gentleman out of your members. So what do you guys do? Um, so we're taking a lot of initiatives this uh, semester, actually. So in the past, IFC has kind of taken a standoffish role, and we're looking to change that. So this upcoming fall, we are looking to start a new member education series and bring in a series of speakers, including maybe Adam Ritz here. Very uh, good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so just basically get them right into the system and see, give them the expectations that we want to see out of uh, fraternity men uh, and try, try and change the culture that uh, has developed among uh, college campuses and fraternities. Uh, you see all those negative connotations with alcohol and drugs, and uh, you hear sexual assault allegations, which we, at Clemson we really haven't had too much of, which um, is very good to hear. Um, but we want to change the culture of uh, fraternities to be uh, building the fraternity man, building the better man that's committed to the community, committed to Clemson, uh, and committed to academics. Uh, as well as having a good time, because you can do all of those things. Sure, sure. Is there uh, an annual event where all the fraternities get together and raise money or awareness for a national uh, charity or benefit? Uh, so each of the organizations have their own philanthropies uh, and raise thousands upon thousands of dollars every year for those philanthropies. Um, but uh, we also have Greek Week, uh, which is once a year in the spring. And this year, Greek Week is all the money, all the proceeds from that event, will be going to the Student Emergency Fund at Clemson. So the Student Emergency Fund is a way to give back to students who are in need. So say a student's apartment burns down or a family member dies back home and they have no way of going 
to paying and going back to see them, uh, the Student Emergency Fund actually helps uh, cover those costs and uh, helps give back to the students here. So it's a really cool cause and really close to home. So we're really excited to help with that. And then also we're trying to institute a, a whole day of service in the fall semester, one of the all-football weekends. We get literally all the Greek members from not just fraternities, but from all the sororities, the MPHC organizations, the Greek Multicultural Council, uh, get everyone involved and really make an impact in this tri-county area. And I think it'll be an awesome event. Now, Will, th those all sound great. The emergency fund, that's an incredible idea. Are you uh, uh, patterning that after other campuses that do that, or is this a, a Clemson original? I think that's Clemson original. I, could, I don't have the exact data, but I believe that's something that Clemson does, and it really speaks to the Clemson family that we have here. It's a great idea. And then uh, you were telling me that you're a member of Delta Tau Delta. Um, what does your individual chapter do as far as philanthropy or raising money or, or awareness? Uh, sure. So uh, I guess I'll start with the awareness. This past year, uh, we sponsored uh, Sexual Assault Awareness Month on campus, and we brought in a panel of speakers to speak in this very building, Tillman Auditorium, uh, about how sexual assault impacts them. So we had someone who works in the emergency room, some, some police, uh, people uh, who are, <clears throat> are working with them, uh, uh, victims, and on a daily basis. So they gave their uh, experiences with sexual assault victims and hopefully spread awareness to the campus to an issue that is is found on college campuses, unfortunately, mm -hmm. and we like to change that. Um, so we did. We hosted that um, this past fall. We hosted an event with uh, Alpha Chi Omega Sorority uh, to bring in a speaker to talk about domestic violence, um, and that was a really awesome event. We packed this auditorium here, um, so that was really cool. And then in the spring, uh, we always host a uh, blood drive with a uh, Kappa Kappa Gamma Sorority. So we uh, pair with them, and the blood drive uh, brought out about. 300 uh, donations, which uh, can save up to 900 lives. So it was really cool. Um, and then back in, back to the fall, uh, we our national philanthropy is uh, the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation. So we all the whole entire chapter goes to Greenville uh, for the Greenville Walk for the Cure for JDRF. So we volunteered there, helped run the event, and that this past year the event raised over $200,000. So we we're really excited fantastic. about that. That is so fantastic. I don't know how you have time to study or even go to a football game with everything you just told me you guys are up to. Um, the Delta Tau Delta uh, National Headquarters, again, their national philanthropy is the uh, JDRF for diabetes. Um, all the great works you're doing here on campus. Uh, Austin McCadden is our guest. He's the president of the IFC here at Clemson University. And before I let you go, um, tell me about your favorite uh, football memory. The football squad here is just, uh, it's premier. Um, in Division One college sports, uh, it's got to be like a, a pro team following in this part of the country, in this part of South Carolina. So tell me your favorite football memory with the uh, Clemson Tigers. Uh, I got narrowed down to two. Uh, really tough decision, but I'd say, number one, my very first Clemson game, uh, freshman year, was us. We were ranked eighth in the country at the time, and we played Georgia at home, uh, who was ranked fifth. And it was a night game, 8 o'clock game, and I just remember waking up in the morning, and the entire uh, Clemson area was just packed. Uh, a fun fact, Clemson becomes the third largest uh, city population-wise in the state on game day. Um, so so uh, it, was, it was packed. I've never seen more tailgating in my life. Uh, really fun day overall. And then we went in and upset Georgia uh, in an incredible game, went 
all the way down the, to the wire in the fourth quarter. And I was watching uh, players like Sammy Watkins, who are now in the NFL, Martavius Bryant, uh, doing their thing there. And it was really incredible. And then I had to go to this year uh, when we uh, beat Notre Dame. Uh, it was pouring rain all day, college game day game. Uh, we're all soaked, but the, the spirit was uh, still there. Uh, no fans left. We were there to the very end, and it was, it was a packed house. So third largest city on game day behind uh, Charleston and um, in Columbia. Okay, I was going to say Myrtle Beach. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> Maybe during spring break. Okay. Yeah. Well, Austin, uh, can't thank you enough for your time and for hosting us uh, here on campus, beautiful campus, uh, for our listeners nationally. Uh, if you're looking for a, a place to go, Clemson.edu. Check it out. All right, yep. I'm very glad you're here to speak with us today, and I appreciate your time. Hello, I'm Matt Painter with Purdue Basketball, and you're listening to The Adam Ritz Show. And we uh, thank you so much for hanging out with us on The Adam Ridge Show. We are uh, coming to you now with our next special guest. Her name is Morgan McGill. Hi, Morgan. How are you? Hi, I'm great. How are you? I'm so happy to have you on the show. You're the CEO of... LFA, the one of the many chapters of the Lupus Foundation of America. For our listeners, we want to get some education on uh, lupus and, you know, what it is. So for uh, our uh, listeners that are just tuning in and wondering, okay, what, lupus, I, I'm familiar with it. I've heard the term. What is it? You know, this is a very mysterious disease. Uh, lupus is an autoimmune disease. It's a chronic condition. Uh, there is currently no cure for lupus, um, and it can look different from patient to patient. There are some lupus patients who have what is ca- a characteristic rash. Uh, there are other patients who have chronic fatigue or have uh, different problems with different organs within the body. Um, it just looks different from individual to individual. That covers a lot. Skin or in, internal organs, uh, fatigue. I mean, um, what, I guess, of those three, I'm sure there's more than just those three, what is maybe the most common case, if there is one? Uh, patients who suffer from lupus, they uh, refer to outbreaks as flares. Um, so some of the most common symptoms can be a skin rash, can be fatigue. Often patients experience joint pain, swelling, um, shortness of breath sometimes. Um, they're just a, a number of different symptoms. And that is something that we are just trying to uh, get awareness out about talking and giving tools to patients about telling their primary care physicians all of their symptoms that they are having because lupus is something that takes a long time to diagnose. When do you get diagnosed? Are you born with it? Do you, is this in uh, junior high? When does this, uh, I guess, arise? So the disease typically affects women. It's actually uh, 90 times more likely to occur in women. And it typically presents uh, from ages 15 to about 45. Why did you devote your life to this cause? You know, I was Office of Women's Health Director for the state of Indiana, and during my tenure, there was a legislative uh, action passed by Connie Lawson, who is now our Secretary of State in Indiana. She has several family members who suffer from lupus, 
And it was an awareness bill that uh, came to the Department of Health. Um, at that time, I received a phone call from the past CEO of the foundation, and she and I immediately just started brainstorming because it was something I really was curious about at the time. I had only heard of it once or twice. I, I did not know anyone who suffered from the illness. So it was something, and especially since it does affect women for the most part, it was something I really wanted to take ownership being women's health director to make sure that more women were familiar with the disease. Well, we've got uh, awareness and uh, fundraising coming up for uh, LFA, the Lupus Foundation of America, with uh, some initiatives that uh, you're overseeing as CEO of this chapter. What do you have coming up? Well, we have a Walked in Lupus Now event that takes place in Crown Point, Indiana, and that happens this year on May 16th. We also have a Walked in Lupus Now event uh, for Central Indiana that takes place at Southeastway Park in Indianapolis, and that will happen on September 26th this year. The Walk to End Lupus and um, 5K, uh, is there a, do you know the distance? Is it um, the traditional you gather around, you get a number on your chest, you get the T-shirt, It's there's fanfare and excitement, and you do the walk and raise money and awareness? No, this is not a competitive race at all. This is a, a I'm racing. A fun, I'm knocking people down. It's a fun uh, family <laughs> event. Um, we typically, for the kids, offer a moon bounce and face painting, and there are different food trucks that come. We offer a one mile route um, and then we also have a three mile if people are are you know on a summer day really wanting to get and get some exercise in okay well if it's not competitive if it's not a race then then I have a chance of winning okay I'll be That's there right. for sure That's and sure. Uh, what are the uh, digital properties to learn more about it uh, I guess get your tickets or donate that's right, and we do have a Donate Now button on our website, and our website is www.lupus, and that's spelled L-U-P-U-S, indiana.org. Lupusindiana.org. Couldn't be easier. And uh, for our national listeners around the country, I'm assuming it's just, uh, you know, name your state at the end of lupus, lupusnorthcarolina.org. That's, that's a guess. I don't know if I'm right, but uh, I'm sure with Google and the help of your uh, internet connection, you can find out how and where to help your LFA chapter in your area. Um, now, you have a gala uh, event. Um, occasionally, I dress up. I'd like to learn more about uh, the gala event. We're speaking with Morgan McGill, the CEO of the LFA uh, chapter here, the Lupus Foundation of America. And uh, I'm finding out now, because I, I just love to dress up, about your gala event. That's correct. We hold that event um, on a Thursday evening, and it's a fun-filled uh, beer, wine, food tasting event. We have several vendors who come out, and of course, there are silent auctions to bid on. It's not competitive. You don't have to eat as much as you want. <laughs> Everyone does. That you know, the food is delicious. Um, a lot of local restaurants here that you would recognize. Uh, do participate with us. We have several corporate sponsors who purchase tables. Um, we do have a live auction, which does get competitive. So we have some great vacations um, and other packages to bid on. Okay, so did I miss you? Is it a gala event? So, I mean, the way that's described, I can still maybe wear some uh, khakis that's and true. a nice shirt. I don't have to wear a tux to this. You do not, you know, you okay. do not have to get out your coat and tails. Uh, <laughs> it can be business casual. Um, people do dress up. Purple is our lupus color. So if you want to come in your purple tux, that would be appreciated. 
Okay, and um, entertainment, bands, music? You know, we do not offer entertainment. There's no music, but we have a Butler University athletic director. His name is Ken LaRosa, who is wonderful. He keeps the audience uh, bidding higher and higher to, you know, really raise some necessary funds to keep our chapter services continuing. Is that at Butler? Is it at uh, Butler? The event, is it at Butler no, University? No, it is not. I am so sorry. It is at Oak Hill Mansion in Carmel. Got it. Okay. And again, more information at lupusindiana.org. Okay. And then outside of those events and um, just normal awareness and fundraising over the course of the year, um, we encourage our listeners to just get involved. Post it on your Facebook page for awareness. If you have some extra dollar bills in your wallet, digitally uh Donate them to your local Lupus Foundation of America chapter. Morgan McGill, we can't thank you enough for your time, and best of luck with everything. Thank you so much. Get socially technical with The Adam Ritz Show. Facebook, Adam Ritz Show. Twitter, at Adam Ritz. It's social, technically. Playing Get to Know You with the uh, University of Kansas Athletic Department. We're with Murphy Grant. Hi, Murphy. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. How are you doing, Adam? I am fantastic. Thank you for your hospitality. We're here in Lawrence uh, at one of the biggest, best, uh, brightest universities, biggest brands in uh, collegiate sports is uh, Kansas. The Jayhawks, Rock Chalk Jayhawk national championships, basketball. You work with the athletic department from uh, another perspective, and this is the kind of perspective we love to get on this social awareness show, educational programming, uh, risk management, life skills, teaching these guys on the teams, uh, the ladies as well, that it, it, there's more than just athletics to life. Is this? Am I jumping the gun? Is that what you do? That, that's what I do. My, my job here is uh, director of sports medicine. Uh, so I'm in charge uh, of their bodies, their health, uh, their minds sometimes, uh, but uh, passion for mine is also drug and alcohol awareness uh, and education. Okay, so uh, head trainer. I guess that's in my in my mind, I'll just call you head trainer because I'm not that bright. Um, sports medicine director of uh, athletics for sports medicine at Kansas, yes. uh, and his name is Murphy Grant. And uh, when you talk about drug and alcohol awareness, I do a lot of uh, seminars and workshops workshops with uh, student athletes. One of my best what ifs, best examples with a student athlete is uh, prescription painkillers. And I'm sure that's a big issue with you and your student athletes and, and every student athlete across the country. Prescription painkillers is uh, something that, um, and even for normal uh, society, you know, we, we think of drug awareness, yeah, heroin, LSD, crystal meth, of course, I'm not going to do any LSD tonight, I'm okay. But you've, you're on meds yes. because you've had an injury, and your doctor, your physicist, your team uh, sports medicine team trainer has given you uh, prescription painkillers. Then that's how you, maybe you can overdose on them, you, you can get in trouble with them, you can maybe sell one to somebody not thinking that's, oh my gosh, I'm actually a convicted drug dealer now. Is, are these, am I wrong in thinking that, that prescription painkillers with student athletes are a whole opens up a door to a whole lot of problems. It, it, it does, uh, but I think it, what's key is to make sure that you monitor what you're doing. Uh, I think here at KU, we've, we've got a wonderful staff, and our team physician works for the athletic department, which, which makes it nice from a controlling uh, standpoint with regards to what's being prescribed or whatnot. Uh, we stay away from um, really class five um, uh, pain medicines. Uh, a lot of things we do are over-the-counter, uh, but there is typically, an, uh, again, like you said, there's injuries that are associated with why they have them. Uh, but again, it's, it's, it's paying attention to what you're doing and, and, and how you're giving it out. So then uh, that's drugs. How about alcohol? You said one of your passions is alcohol awareness and uh, education. Um, 
Why is that one of your passions? Um, again, it's about taking care of the student athlete. I think from a welfare standpoint, there's so much that our student athletes need to know about uh, and learn uh, and to absorb it for themselves, whether it's uh, you know how to open up a bank account, um, how to balance a checkbook, how to be aware of uh, the red flags that you spoke about tonight, because they get themselves in those situations. Uh, once they leave here, uh, you hope you have a well-rounded student athlete, uh, a student, and a well-rounded athlete. Um, so I won't, again, that, that's my passion on making sure that I can be a part of doing something like that. Murphy Grant is our guest, Director of Sports Medicine at the University of Kansas with the Jayhawks Athletic Department. Um, for the majority and the most part of all student athletes across the country, uh, they graduate, they move on, they're productive members of society. Uh, but college kids, you know, they take chances. They take, uh, there's high risk behavior, there's a lot of alcohol. And um, I'm certainly not asking you to call out anybody, no names, but are there occasions, whether it's with uh, any of the departments you've worked with in the past or somebody that you even just knew of across state lines who was just an exceptional talent that blew it all because of uh, an addiction to alcohol or maybe just uh, one night with alcohol and uh, it just changed lives forever. I don't want you to call anybody's names, but can you speak about that for a second? Um, I, 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 well, I mean, it's without even saying names. I mean, you just see it in the media um, that even though if it's a professional athlete, at some point in time they were a college student athlete. Mm -hmm. um, the red flags may not have gone up then, and now that they are professional, it's, it's out there. Um, but it happens, so you have to make sure that you're doing what uh, we can do here at the University of Kansas to make them aware, to say that, you know what, you're not invincible. Uh, a lot of things can happen to you. Uh, let's educate you about it. Uh, to hope you make a good choice uh, as you continue to move forward in your life. Well, you're doing a great job. I don't really hear a lot of problems with the student athletes here at Kansas. Um, let's have some fun now. When I think about my uh, my playing days and getting my ankles taped and having to shave my legs, uh, this falls under your department. The guys shave their legs, you tape their ankles. Are there guys, and again, you don't have to call out their name, are there guys that um, that shave their legs like too high, all the way up? Uh, you know what? Some do, but there aren't too many guys that even shave their legs anymore. <laughs> oh, they don't? I mean, they just yeah. let it rip off? Yeah. We, well, oh. you know what? We put pre-wrap on there. We're, oh. we're, we're a little soft now. Okay. No, well, that I'm, kidding. Was, I'm kidding. That was ancient history when I <laughs> shaved my legs. Um, well, how about uh, toenails? Uh, this, this, is getting, this is getting disgusting, but, you know, you got a guy out there who's just not taking care. He needs a, he needs a manny or a pet. He needs a petty. <laughs> And uh, do you, can you, you know, you're the, you're the highest on the totem pole. Can you say, hey, you know what, you're new in the department. You go do his rap job because I don't want to look at those toenails. <laughs> uh, yeah, I usually give that to the interns. <laughs> <laughs> they they, they get it. to deal with those guys. <laughs> I love it. All right. Murphy Grant, the uh, assistant athletic director in charge of sports medicine here at the University of Kansas. I can't let you go without a basketball story. Uh, five national championships. Uh, um, Danny Manning, Bill Self, the coach. I mean, it's almost a pro system here. It's like a pro team. Uh, give me your, one of your best uh, KU uh, Jayhawks basketball stories. Well, you know, I, I think it's when they that won the national championship. Um, 08? 08. Uh, what, what a fun time and an excitement time for the University of Kansas. Uh, in January, the football team won the Orange Bowl. And then the same year, national championship for basketball. What, a, what, 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 what a memorable moment for – University of Kansas in athletics history, uh, but that basketball team, they were good.
they're really good. And, and, I and our coach is one of the best for sure. I got to believe they won that national championship because of the tape jobs. <laughs> Absolutely. Those ankles were tight. <laughs> yes, they were. All right. Well, I appreciate your time. Uh, they're doing a lot of good stuff here at Kansas. And uh, Murphy Grant, we can't thank you enough for coming on the show. Uh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me, Adam. Send your questions, comments, or concerns to The Adam Ritz Show by emailing adam at adamritz.com. We have a chance to interview a lot of really interesting student-athletes during their time in college who then become pros. NFL lineman for the Colts, Jack Muhort. I had a chance to talk with him when he was a student-athlete at the Ohio State University about the Buckeyes Community Service, and we did it in front of the team. Here's a recent memory from the archives of the Adam Rich Show. All right. That's what I'm talking about. All right, lots of energy, a lot of love in the room here at uh, the Ohio State University with the football team. What we're going to do is uh, award one of the student-athletes here with the Caught in the Act Award. And what that is is uh, you've been caught in the act off the field with high character, uh, with your community service, with your leadership, your student leadership. Coaches voted on, and let's have a round of applause for Jack Muhort. Where are you at, Jack? Come on up. All right, Jack, how are you? Good, how are you? Let's uh, learn about you real quick. Uh, what's your position? Left tackle. Left tackle. What year are you? I'm a senior. And uh, you've been recognized for your high character and your community service. How does that make you feel? Uh, I really appreciate it. Um, I'm glad my teammates and my coaches hold me in this high regard, so it's an honor. And uh, off the field, let's talk about some of your community service. Um, I hear you helped build a playground. Yeah, uh, as a team, we went over to a local public school and uh, helped you know, re-landscape and build playgrounds and uh, just make it an all-around better place to be. So that wasn't just me, that was the entire team. So that, that's just a small example of the kind of outreach opportunities we have here at Ohio State. How about that character that he's not going to take all the credit, he wants to give it back to the team. I like that. You're six, seven, nine hundred pounds. Yeah, that's, that's about right. And when you built the swings and the slide, you didn't test them out, did you? No, they, I don't think they would have supported me. Okay, yeah. well let's have a, another round of applause for all the student-athletes here in Jack at Ohio State University. Thank you so much. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live, both in studio and across the country. For information on this broadcast, including how to hear this show on a station in your city, visit adamritzshow.com.